My name is Craig Pickin. I'm an executive recruiter. More than a decade ago, I started my practice for one purpose, to use my experience as a former military aviator, business jet sales executive, and P&L leader to help aviation and aerospace companies and their executives be fast, adaptable, and strategic. I do these podcasts to inspire and inform, but more importantly, they are a focused platform to help business leaders grow. Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Let's shift gears a little bit. You're writing a book called Transition with Purpose, and you're talking about some subjects that I think a lot of people are probably thinking about right now, a little bit of resiliency, um, you know, bracing for change. Um, you know, a lot of world, you know, the world is changing. Uh, it will get better. But right now there's just a little bit of a funk hanging out there. Yeah. Talk more about, talk sure. more about the, talk more about the book. What, uh, what do you, yeah. Well, I think the, uh, when I think about transitioning on purpose, I think there's three different types of transition. Uh, there's, there's a forced transition. Uh, there's an accidental transition and, then there's a transition on purpose. Um, and I think one of the key differentiators for, for folks to consider is the difference between change and transition. Uh, because change is what happens to you. Change is external. Change is an event. Transition is a mindset. Transition is a process. Transition is actually what happens for you to get from where you are to where you want to go. And um, you know, very often, I, I've based on the work that I do in the coaching space, sometimes people think change and transition is the exact same thing. Um, and I would argue that I don't think it is. Uh, because if you don't decide to do something differently, you're not going to move from your current reality to your desired reality. You know, if you don't think differently, if you don't behave differently, and you don't just do life differently, then the likelihood that things are going to change for you is very, very slim. So, you know, the book in, in and of itself is a personal story of transition transitions for me. Um, one from, you know, I, I call it an accidental military career, uh, cause I never planned to do an entire military career. Um, always thought that I was going to do my minimum service obligation after the Naval Academy and then go into federal law enforcement. But, uh, that wasn't available in uh, early 2001. Uh, it was available in late 2001, but, um, for, for obvious reasons, uh, but the Navy made my transition into a, a, a Navy career, and I'd call that my accidental transition, really easy. You know, they offered me graduate school. They offered me an extra year on shore duty, and they offered me a, a, a bonus. So for somebody that didn't really know what they wanted and why they wanted it, that accidental transition was, was the easy button. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you fast forward uh, probably about 10, you know, eight, 10 years. And then uh, as a commanding officer, you know, I had done my department head tours. I've done a, I did a tour as an operational planner in Afghanistan, did an executive officer tour. And, and now as a commanding officer, I'm off the coast of uh, 
Sochi, Russia, providing maritime security for the 2014 Olympics. Uh, I like to say close enough that uh, you could see the uh, the Olympic torch in the uh, foreground of the Sochi mountains. Uh, close enough that uh, you know Russian security assets were interested in your the fact that you were there, uh, and you know as the accidental I'll call it the accidental ship captain, somebody that never planned to be in a career is now doing stuff that's being briefed to the highest levels of our military and civilian chain of command. So you're literally on top of the world. Uh, and um, I know you did a Google search on me, so I know you know uh, what's coming next. But uh, yeah, I had a, an amazing career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got to do a lot of things and, uh, you know, went from being on top of the world as a commander to being in the loneliest valley professionally and personally. You know, we sailed, we went from Sochi to uh, Samson, Turkey, sailed across um, the Black Sea uh, and to pull into port for, um, I like to say, gas and groceries. Uh, what mm-hmm. we call, you know, in the surface Navy anyway, a brief stop for fuel, a brief, uh, you know, a BSF. Uh, well, uh, because of what happened that day, that BSF became a BFD. Um, and, um, you know, what does that mean? Well, we had a mishap. We, we, we ran aground and um, were deemed non-mission capable due to some of the damage that uh, the, the ship incurred. But as a commanding officer, you know what? That's my responsibility, right. my accountability. And uh, when I raised my right hand to say, you know what, I've got it, that's what that meant. So I understood what that meant. Um, what I wasn't prepared for was that forced transition um, from, from military service. And it was a, and it was a two-year transition mm-hmm. uh, because of, you know, UCMJ stuff, the Uniform Code of Military Justice, and a lot of other things that, that were going on. So. Um, so that's kind of the first part of the book. You know, this is what happened to me. This is what I had to think about. Um, and then I realized that, you know, it didn't happen to me. It happened for me right. and uh, allowed me to see things differently, allowed me to understand myself a little bit more and uh, focus on what's important and understanding my values, understanding my priorities, understanding my constraints and restraints and what am I going to do moving forward. And what I'm not going to do moving forward. Uh, and then the second part of the book, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Columbia University uh, certified executive performance coach. So I spent some time taking that framework and that methodology and applying it to transition. Not, not just military transition, but transition in general. You know, whether you're stuck personally or professionally or both. And you're trying to get somewhere different. How do you, how should you think about it? And taking, you know, a a methodology that's based on human performance, and allow you to think about transition for you. That's what the book's about. So it's about knowing what success looks like, knowing what success feels like, knowing what it feels like to fail but also knowing what it takes not to be a failure 
and putting your little resilience backpack on yep. and hiking yourself out of whatever valley that is that you're in and getting you to the top of that next mountain so you can actually see what the view looks like, what the breeze feels like and everything else. Yeah, it's amazing to me. You know, you know, this is the one thing. I think a lot of people are just so scared to make a mistake. And they live their life not, they'll do everything they can not trying to not make a mistake. But what that does is it sets them up for yeah. a huge, for a huge fall. And I think about you know, all the people in life whose whose success came because they got fired or they got laid off or there's a guy out of New Jersey who was a great customer of mine, good friend. We used to play a lot of golf together. He got laid off in 1980 when he was 1981. I think he was 51 years old, had no prospects for a new job. Yeah. Became a gajillionaire because he's like, I had no, I had no other options, but to do it on my own. And yeah, you know, I think that, you know, and it's, 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 one of the things I, I I like to talk about is redemption. Every everything that there's redemption. If somebody makes a mistake, you know there should be redemption. You know you can't hold it over their head forever. And the second thing is is don't be afraid to make mistakes. And the third thing is is I think people stay too long in the same place. They're never. I'm happy. Well, did you ever think about looking out doing something different? No, I'm happy. And then once again, you know. It's well, it's funny them. that you you talk about happy, and uh, you know why do I say that? Because you know when I work with clients that are in transition, that's one of the questions I have for them. How do you define happiness? What's your happiness equation? What plus what plus what plus what divided by the things that don't make you happy? What does that look like? What are those things that need to be on the top of that fraction? Um, and sometimes it's hard for people to answer that question because I don't know that I would take that word happy and replace it with comfortable. Um, right? And um, I like to say, you know, from my perspective, you know, from my last chapter of things, how do you make sure that you don't get relieved as a commanding officer? You never step foot in the arena. That's right. Right? You don't even put your, your, your hat in there. Mm-hmm. So the best way to never fail is to never try. That I agree with 100%. And, and that's why, yeah, like from a yeah, executive recruiting standpoint, I always encourage people, hey, look, have a conversation with another company. You're not obligated. Just have a conversation. See yeah. what's up. Is the grass greener? Maybe not. My wife, my wife and I, we look at real estate all the time. We've got a great house here. We live a mile from the ocean. We've got a great house. Yeah. We look at real estate all the time. And it's like, hey, look, if something better comes up, absolutely. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll move a little closer to the water. Yeah. I go find a place that's a fixer upper with a dock and make it yeah. you know, whatever. You know, it's you know you gotta worry about hurricane season down there though. Well, yeah, but but, <laughs> but 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 at the end of the day, it's it's you know, stagnant is stagnant, you know, yeah. and it's oh, absolutely. status quo, status quo, stagnant, stagnant. And it's like you said, you know, you took the 
you know, you, 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 you took the risk of becoming a commanding officer and, and you tried. And, and there are people out there that could be very critical of you. Or I know there's Navy officers out there. They're incredibly, we're incredibly critical. But you sit there and they look at them and go, hey, did you ever try? No. And then shut up. Yeah. Walk a mile in my shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've been in the same canoe. You know, it's, uh, I've been in the exact same canoe. Hey, look, sometimes I tried. It didn't quite work out. So. Yeah. And that's why, you know, resilience and coaching for resilience is, is a big deal for me. Um, you know, I got asked like last week there, why is resilience such a big deal? And I said, well, you know, and I share the story that I just shared, but there, there's bookends to, to that story too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before that incident happened, you know, that bad day at sea, um, you know, my father passed away unexpectedly. So I had that that I had to deal with. You know, mm-hmm. so one of your mentors is gone. Woof. And then, you know, you deploy halfway across the world. So you're away from your family. Yep. And then you have something like that, you know, your mentor's gone, you're away from your family, and now you're in this valley of, I don't want to call it despair because, you know, that's just, you know, no. a little too much for me, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I still remember to this day when, you know, some of the news came out about what happened, I got an email from, I'll call him a mentor. And, um, all it said was, it's not the critic who counts. That's all it said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that got me thinking about my time at the Naval Academy when I was introduced to the maid in the arena. And, uh, you know, that Theodore Roosevelt quote, you know, from his, uh, his speech about citizenship in the Republic in 1910 in France that talked about the man in the arena. And that's where the credit goes to that person, that man or the woman who is actually in the arena, who is doing the deeds right. and not those that are sitting in the stands critiquing what they're doing. So. Yep. I mean, that's it. You never make the shot you don't take. You know, the great, the great words of Wayne Gretzky, you know, if you don't yep. take the shot, you never make it. If you don't try, you're never going to accomplish it. Yeah. Then, you know, eventually someday you're going to go, gee, I wish I, I wish I, yeah. yeah Should have, would have, could I wish I did it, but you didn't. And what's the bigger regret? Hey, look, you know, I took a risk. I tried, I, I tried. Yep. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, you like you, you know, that's you know, people in their careers. I, I talk about the same thing. You know, I take, hey, look. So you move to, you know, you move out of the, you move out of your hometown to Chicago. If things don't work out, you move back. You know, you go yeah. find something else. You yeah. might, you, but then again, you might like Chicago or you might like L.A. You know, oh, I can't move because my kids are in sixth grade and I want to, I want to see them graduate. Yeah, I can't imagine taking them away from their friends. Well. Kids are incredibly resilient. You take them away from their friends. What do they do? They make more they, friends. They meet, they meet new friends. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's, you know, today why I wanted to have you on, it's, it's you know, I think that, uh, you know, people and companies and everybody, change has come and the resilient will succeed. Yeah. Those who I mean, put their heads down and go, oh, it sucks. 
call me next October when COVID's over. Yeah. Um, or you're wow, miss a little bit. What's that? Or versus that sucks. Yep. Let's figure out how to get things done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, very, very often I get asked, well, what's an ideal client for you? And um, because I know that I am not the ideal coach for every client. Um, and when I think about who's the ideal client for me, it's, it's that person who's, who's got a growth mindset, who's not going to say, wow, this sucks. Call me in October, right? They've got a growth mindset. They look for opportunities. They look at things from an optimistic perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, they've got a can do attitude and, and they're, they're, they're willing to invest in their personal and professional development. But it's about having that growth mindset and really that can-do attitude rather than just saying, well, I can't do anything about this. And um, from, from a coaching perspective, what do I provide? And this is the uh, based on my, my experience and, and some intellectual pursuits, um, there's, there's some insight that I can provide. There's some perspective that I can provide. Um, and you're going to get some, you know, dedicated, you know, commitment and effort. Um, but the one thing that not all of my clients have enjoyed is the unfiltered accountability that you're going to get. Yep. Uh, because we're going to have conversations about what you want to do and why you want to do it. And then we're going to develop a plan to get there. And if we're not moving, in a positive direction, that's when that unfiltered accountability pops up. And uh, some people like that and some people don't. Some people just want, you know, look, they just want a massage. You know, I want somebody to make me feel good. Look, if... Uh, and I'm not your guy. <laughs> you know, I talk about personal investment. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard, well, I didn't go to that conference because my boss wouldn't send me. Yeah. Well... Last I knew, you, you could have bought the ticket to the conference, bought the plane ticket, paid for the hotel, and invested 2000 bucks in yourself. Why is it your boss's job to invest? Why don't you just invest in yourself? You know? Yeah. No, it's a great point. And, yeah. uh, you know, when I, you know, I, I got asked recently, well, how do you, you know, how do you find the right coach? Well, you need to know what you want. You need to know what you're looking for. Um, and, you know, the other piece, you know, there's a bunch of questions that you can ask one. Uh, part of it is, you know, their competence. Part of it is their credibility. Part of it is recommendations or referrals. Uh, if you know what you want from a coaching perspective, because I believe that, you know, coaching is all about unlocking human performance, uh, which is understanding your potential. And then removing barriers that exist, whether those barriers are internal or external. Um, but coaches can't be all things to all people. I, I, I know that team effectiveness is something that I know about. Emotional intelligence is something that I know about. Decision-making, I know about. But you start asking me about marketing and, and, and specific stuff, right. I'm not your guy. But I probably know a guy or a gal that could help you in, the, in that space. So 
what advice do I have for folks that are looking for coaches? Know what you want, know why you want it, and then ask those coaches when they got coached. To your point, if you're not will as a coach, if you're not willing to invest in your own product, mm-hmm. what does that say about your product? Right. That's and a I, good. Most recently, you know, when I moved up here to New Hampshire, I invested in a transition coach to help me understand yeah. my environment and what I needed to focus on and everything else. So. Hey, look, I'm the same. You know, I mentor kids. You know, I consider it mentoring, coaching. There's University of North Carolina, Wilmington. Mm-hmm. Five students over there have asked, you know, signed up, you know, asked me to mentor them. You know, one calls me routinely. You know, one. And I'm helping him through the interview process and, and helping him. And the other, you know, one, one's pretty good on his own, quite frankly. And the other three, you know, I sort of like sent him an email. Hey, you guys okay? Yep, we're good. Okay. Well, then, you know, it's not my job to mentor you. It's your job to tell me when you need mentor. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. So it's all good. When is your book coming out? So the ebook launch right now is scheduled for the 18th of, of November. Uh, and then, um, you know, the published, uh, published, Launch is going to be about two weeks after that. So the and the title is Transition on Purpose, and it'll be where can we find it? it it'll be on Amazon. It'll it'll absolutely be on Amazon, and uh, you, know, you can you can find me on on LinkedIn. Uh, and uh, you want to jump on you know transitiononpurpose.com. We can we can connect on there too. Awesome, Dennis. Hey, thanks for coming on today. Absolutely, Craig. Dennis Dennis Volpe, Transition with Purpose. Transitionwithpurpose.com is the website. And how do people get a hold of you? Uh, So on LinkedIn um, and then transitiononpurpose.com. Very good. Thanks for coming on, Dennis. Hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthstarESG.com or check us out at www.NorthstarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.